Hey there, everybody. Welcome to The Brave Yes Show. The Brave Yes is all about pushing you gently out of your comfort zone to finally do the dreams of your soul. I am your host, Sean Fink, a mom, a speaker and writer, and a brave leadership coach that helps creatives, creators, and change makers reach your goals by being more confident, growing your authority, and leading more courageously. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, dear, dear friends. And I hope that in this very moment, you will stop everything and just take some deep, deep breaths in this very moment. And I want to thank you for being here. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for making this time for you to stop and tend to you. This podcast episode is sponsored by the Brave Yes Deep Dive Discovery Program, a delightful self-discovery program to help you find your next Brave Yes Leap. This program is different in that it's a DIY audio and workbook structure that also includes a coaching session with me, Sean Fink, the Brave Yes Show founder. If you've been feeling bored with your life, not sure how you want to jazz up your creativity this year, or feeling a shift or a change rising up in your life, business, or career, this program is for you. A link for learning more about it will be found in the show notes. So hello, and I'm super excited about today's episode. I have really put a lot of effort and thought into how I want to say today's message. So this past week, I published a long form blog post called Want to be Braver? 10 Ways to Live More Courageously in Your Life. Now, I worked really hard on this blog post, and I have found 10 types of courage that you, that I, that anybody can practice and really lean into. And I'm happy to report that I personally have experienced all types of those courages laid out in the blog post. I have personally experienced every single one. And, 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 I am working on deepening my own work in each and every one of them still. Being brave, doing big things, taking risks in personal and or professional lives is a beautiful, fun life experience. My people my clients, the people who have been surrounding themselves with my work for the past 15 years of being an online creator, like variety and inspiration and change. And we need motivation from many, many sources. Doing the same thing day after day isn't on our happy list. Trying new things, being brave, taking risks is a well-being practice. 
I'm guessing you have big dreams, big and small goals, things that you know you should be working toward or want to be working toward, but you're not seeing the kind of progress you want to make. You want to become your highest self. You want to grow your own authority in your work. You want to make and create beautiful things. Well, here's the thing. Getting there takes work. Maybe you want to be a prolific writer, an author, a thought leader, a highly sought-after coach. Maybe you want to run a million-dollar business or have a fancy house or own a Tesla. Okay, maybe that's my dream, not yours. (laughs) Well, to do big things requires hard work. I work with a lot of creators and big thinkers whose ideas need to be more visible in this world, but they aren't getting the kind of traction they want. Friends, we need to change this. No matter what your dream is, no matter what your passion is or your idea is, it deserves to be realized. You deserve to be someone who is fully self-expressed in this world, who gets to show up and be you and do the kind of work you dream of doing. If you haven't created anything or dreamed big for anything that you are passionate about, then I challenge you to dig deeper. Find what will make you take action. And then I absolutely want to help you see it through, even if it takes years or decades or hours. If you want to move to Paris, that's a dream. If you want to have a job where you can travel the world and work from your laptop, that's a dream. If you want to rise in the ranks at your company, that's a dream. If you want to start a new revenue stream, a side hustle, that's a dream. If you want to redecorate your kitchen, your backyard, your bedroom, that's a dream. And I absolutely want to help you see it through, even if it takes years or decades. The problem with dreams and goals and the way we are influenced today is that we think it should all just show up so easily. That if I just have the idea, I can make it happen. Case in point is one of my teenage daughters (laughs) who thinks that a fancy new phone and a brand new MacBook Pro is going to catapult her to YouTube fame. She's not alone, though. Let's be real. I've had clients who want to see their businesses grow, but they don't want to do what it takes to make a business grow. It's easy to get caught up in this idea that you can have a business and or work your, your work in four hours a day or three-day weeks. Oh, I wish it were that simple. I wish it were that easy. Building anything. Doing anything that is bigger than you. Building a business, a coaching practice, writing a book, creating a program, starting a side hustle. It all takes time. 
I spent countless hours building my first business, Abundant Mama. So many hours I couldn't even possibly tell you. Hours I never got paid for. Hours I never made a dollar from. But I just kept building. Even now, I continue to try and create things that aren't business as usual or life as usual. We have enough of that. But that means I have to put the time in. And it also means I have to stop many other things. And so if you want to do deep service in this world to yourself and others by creating, making, or offering beautiful things or rising in the ranks to be a leader in your company, you need to stop doing a few things. Finding the capacity to take risks requires that we stop doing the things that are holding us back. Number one, and none of you will be surprised that this is number one for me, is that you need to stop people-pleasing. It is absolutely true that heart-centered, values-led women like me, like all of my clients, tend to overreach into being overly nice, overly nurturing, overly accommodating. Now, there is a time for nice. There is time for helping people out. And I absolutely hope that I have been and will always be someone who is kind, who is compassionate, who is empathetic, who is accommodating and accessible. But there is also a time when you simply must set the line in the sand, the boundary that says, here's where I will not go. If you're people pleasing, you're overly nurturing, you're overly accommodating to others is holding you back from meeting your dreams, from achieving your goals, from achieving your profit in your business or your income in your in your work, if you are not getting where you need to be for your own success, for your own well-being, then something needs to shift or change. When we want to take risks in our lives, whether that to fully show up authentically as ourselves in our family or in our work or in our business, the idea of not allowing other people to love us that way is a part of our people-pleasing mentality or mindset. If you're holding back because you don't want to disappoint others, and a, uh, a colleague of mine, Sass Patrick, just put up on her Instagram page um, yesterday or today saying, photo, fear of disappointing others. Loved it. I was like, this is amazing, right? Photo. I've been talking about FOMO for years. I've been talking about FOJO, fear of joy, the fear of joy, joyfully missing out. JOMO. Joy, there it is. Sorry about that. JOMO right? But now there's photo, fear of disappointing others. You are doing that. I guarantee you are doing that. You are operating in a way that has you thinking, 
about others more than yourself. Every one of my clients does this. Everyone. And the work we do in coaching is we are going to unlearn. We're going to separate that we can be good and kind people and have boundaries and tend to ourselves and make our dreams happen. This is not you have to be one way or another. There is room. There is room for both and there must be room for both. The second thing that you need to stop doing in order to have the capacity to do the courageous things, to to meet the dreams that you have on your list, is to stop letting your to-do list win. Boy, if I had a dollar for every conversation I've had about this one, (laughs) really, it would be, I'd have the Tesla by now. Um... So listen, I wrote a post recently about time wasters and the inner taskmaster that lives in your head. This is work that I do with my clients every week because the inner taskmaster is literally running the show for most women. If you're not making time for your self-care and well-being, or you're not making time for your dreams or your career goals or that side hustle you want to start or the creative projects that you really want to make time for, if you're not making time for that stuff, your to-do list is winning. Your to-do list is winning. And the second you tell your to-do list that it's not going to win today is the second you're going to make time and space for the things that matter for you. Just think about the list of things you're not making time for, connect to why you want to make time for them, and then tell your to-do list to hit the road. I've been saying, saying to all my clients, women work all day to get through the to-do list, and yet we never get through the to-do list, right? We never get through it. The to-do list wins every day. At what point will you start saying that your needs matter, that your goals matter, that your dreams matter more, more than sweeping the kitchen floor, more than running those errands, more than all the other things that you're prioritizing. The third thing that you need to stop doing, and this is this is going to be a good one, is you need to stop getting too sucked into the chaos and the drama of your life or other people's lives even more so. So listen, life is going to life. I've been saying this for the last seven weeks. My life has completely thrown me for a loop for the past seven weeks. I was not as productive as I would like to be. I did not make my dreams happen over the last seven weeks. That was because I was literally in crisis after crisis after crisis. If you're not familiar of the story, my husband had a heart attack. He, um, obviously that was the big, the big crisis. I saw him go into cardiac arrest uh, for 45 seconds. We lived in shock for about a week or two, um, followed by another hospitalization that was a scare, but it was an 18-hour hospital stay that upended our lives because of some things that we had scheduled and needed to change, and I ended up kind of pivoting my whole life that week, which led to him getting COVID in the hospital. 
So then I come home from a week at the beach with my girls to somebody who's sick. We didn't know it was COVID. Now we have a COVID exposure. I had to move out of my bedroom and into my office. And I lived out of a suitcase for the past 12 to 14 days. Life has lifed for me. And there was times in that because it was crisis after crisis and living in hypervigilance that sure, I absolutely needed to be gentle with myself, let go of my goals, let go of my dreams. However, that drama, that chaos should not be the norm. It was not the norm before these last seven weeks, and it's certainly, hopefully, not going to be the norm going forward. Some things are out of our control, like these last seven weeks for me. But if you're getting sucked into chaos and drama and it's not crises after crises, then you need to unlearn how you're getting hooked into the drama of your life or into other people's drama. And I've seen this over and over with many, many clients who aren't getting ahead because the drama just won't let up. Now, I'm pretty good at protecting myself from drama, but when life happens, there's priorities on what you get to get sucked into and what you don't, right? So imagine yourself with a shield around you, with a beautiful bubble (laughs) that you get to decide what penetrates that bubble and what doesn't. That's the work that you need to do. If you find that you're constantly resentful or angry or frustrated or down and because of everything that's going on around you, you get to create your own momentum. And if you're so busy worrying about the chaos and the drama of everybody else around you or of everything else around you, it's going to be hard to take those risks So those are the three things you need to stop in order to make the space to take those courageous leaps in your life. Now, I want to encourage you now, now that you've learned these three things, and there's more, but I'm I'm going to stop here. I want to encourage you now to consider these points, but then head over to the blog and read the 10 types of courage right now and start your own action plan on one of them. Pick one, go for it. Pick one, go for it. I promise there is something for every single one of you in any of those 10 types of courage. And if you need to talk about how to implement those 10 types of courage, let's hop on a Zoom and talk about it. I'm happy to do that with you. If you like this podcast episode, please share it with a friend or five and let's make this episode go viral. I'm just kidding. Let's at least make sure that a few people see it, a few people hear it. And sharing is caring. Sharing is absolutely caring. And if you also really like The Brave Yes Show, please leave a review. I would love to see some current reviews. Taking time out of your day is hard. So if you do that for me, for this community, thank you, thank you, thank you. I really, really appreciate it. That's it for this week. Hopefully all my crises are over and you will hear me every week going forward for at least a little while. 
And stay tuned, stay close. We have some good stuff coming. Thank you so much for being here. And I will be back soon.